0: Hey everybody, this is Ayo from Evening to End Times Study, a podcast that focuses on apologetics, Bible studies, and current events from a biblical perspective. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. On today's episode, I want to talk about the end times and what it means when Christians say we are in the end times. I want to use this episode to kind of demystify that term because I know in pop culture it comes with a lot of different connotations I also think a lot of what we see in pop culture, such as apocalyptic movies, movies focusing on Armageddon, movies focusing on nuclear warfare, or the zombie apocalypse, factors into what a lot of us think about the end times, unfortunately. So when the average person hears the end times, they bring in that mindset of the apocalypse, they bring in the mindset of nuclear warfare, or the end of the world, the world exploding, the world getting hit by meteors and everybody dying off, then they translate that into the Bible. So unfortunately, when we're having this conversation of the end times or the last days, that's the kind of mindset a lot of people bring into this conversation, but the good news is that's not what the Bible is saying, so I definitely want to take a look at this language, take a look at what the Bible truly says about the days we're living in. First, I want to talk about my background as a Christian and growing up how I've never really heard the end times talked about. I was born into a Christian family, so that's what I grew up with. I grew up inside the church. I grew up with the normal church stories that I'm sure many of you can relate to. But despite that background, I've never attended many churches, or any at all really, where the pastor would take time to talk about the end times or the last days and fully explain why we are in the last days and explain what the Bible has to say about it. It's only been recently when I decided to do my own personal study where I encountered this genre, and I've personally been interested in the book of Revelation since I was a kid. I've always been reading it and always thought, you know, what's this book talking about? It has a lot of symbolism, which I never really knew what it was talking about. But only recently have I been doing a lot of studying to it and understanding what it's talking about in relation to our time period. So it wasn't until after I really started doing my research into the book of Revelation and other books with end time prophecy, such as Ezekiel, Zachariah, Hosea, that I started realizing that a lot of churches today don't really talk about end time prophecy or prophecy at all, really. Which is startling to me because the Bible is composed of around one-third prophecy. I think where a lot of silence on this subject is coming from is a place of fear and confusion. Another reason I'm seeing this topic not really talked about amongst Christians is because everybody basically has their own plans. Everybody's planning to live a long life, planning to have kids, planning to graduate, planning to travel the world. So everybody wants to experience life and i know that i've had my fair share of conversations with my christian friends and i'm saying that i'm studying these things about the end times and based on what the bible is saying on the times we're living in based on how the world is looking relative to what the bible says i believe we're in the last days because of this 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 and this and then i relate that to them and then they'll say whoa like i don't think so i think there's still you know 100 years." or two more generations before Jesus returns. And they say that based on what they want to do, based on them wanting to still live life, based on them wanting to start a family, based on them wanting to travel the world. That's what I'm seeing a lot of, that people don't even want Jesus to return back because they still have X, Y, and Z they want to do. And that, to me, doesn't make sense. I'm not trying to insult anybody and their plans. But the reason I personally feel that this viewpoint doesn't make sense is because when you take a look at what the Bible says, we are to look forward to what's being promised to us is far greater and far outweighs what this life has to offer. And for those who regularly pay attention to current events, especially in the Middle East, and if you watch a pastor in Hawaii, called uh, JD Farag. I usually listen to his videos every week for his Middle East updates and he's often talked about the same issue of churches not really talking about Bible prophecy of the young people nowadays of our current generation not really caring about Bible prophecy or wanting to live the rest of their life out and he's often made the remark that if we were to be raptured today, if we were to go to heaven today, nobody would say why did Jesus come because I wanted to graduate college. And having that thought is kind of ridiculous because you're meeting God in the flesh. You're meeting your creator, your savior. And in light of that, everything else pales in comparison. So it's funny how we don't think about that and we say we don't want Jesus to come yet because we want to live out the rest of our life. Aside from those who are confused about end time prophecy or kind of scared about it or those who avoid it altogether because they have their own plans, they don't really care about it, they don't really want to even think about Jesus' return, there are a lot of people who do understand that. We are on the lost days because the Bible says this about it. But even in that category, there's not really a deep understanding of why we are in the last days. For example, a lot of Christians might say we're in the last days because there's an increase in the severity and frequency of natural disasters. We're seeing a lot of hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes that are on the increase, that are on the rise, so therefore we're in the last days. And the Bible does talk about that. Or maybe a pastor might say we're in the last days because of all this immorality in society, of all these shootings going on. And the Bible does say that lawlessness will abound in the last days. So the main goal of this podcast is to definitely touch upon why we believe we're in the last days, to really break it down, describe in detail why we say we're in the last days, what the Bible has to say about it, what the current headlines in the news and current events and the world stage being set up, how that's reflecting what's been written in the Bible for thousands of years. So I plan to talk about this in detail in later episodes as well. A big part of this conversation too isn't only what Christians think about the end times or say about it, but what non-Christians view the end times as. And early in this episode, we talked about how a lot of people bring in things from pop culture into this conversation. So they think of the zombie apocalypse or nuclear warfare and they kind of form their own preconceived notion of what they think the Bible says. And it's really interesting to me because usually what happens is I see every now and then articles on how a doomsday preacher, quote unquote, or how another Christian is saying that the world is the end sooner because of this blood moon or because of this celestial event that the rapture is going to happen or on may 20th at 12 o'clock p.m the end of the world is going to happen so i'm beginning to see a lot of those kind of articles and it just cracks me up because no christian who studies bible prophecy is saying that no one knows when the rapture is going to happen or anything especially no one's saying it's going to be the end of the world if you know the bible it's going to be the rapture seven-year tribulation millennium and then eternity so there's no end of the world here So basically it just muddies the water a lot because you already have your Christians that don't really know what end time prophecy is all about. And then you have the secular community coming into this conversation with a lack of knowledge and a lack of deep understanding of what the Bible even says. So they challenge Christians and then they basically win those arguments and it further feeds into the preconceived notions of the end times they have, unfortunately. So that's like the vicious cycle I'm seeing. So with a lot of these articles, I read them and just humors me because a lot of these people don't know what the Bible says at all. And I've recently had an example of this too, where about two weeks ago I saw an article shared on Facebook that touched on Israel-Trump, the Middle East peace plan, and also talked about evangelicals and how evangelicals see all this in their end-time prophecy. By definition, evangelical is just of relating to or being in agreement with the Christian gospel, especially as presented in the four gospels. And that's what Merriam-Webster says about it. It also says emphasizing salvation by faith in the atoning death of Jesus Christ through personal conversion, the authority of scripture, and the importance of preaching is contrasted with ritual. So that's the definition of evangelical Merriam-Webster dictionary gives. By that definition, though, a lot of Christians then would be considered evangelical. Anybody who actually has trusted in Christ's atoning work on the cross and views the Bible as God's word will be considered evangelical based on this term. So going back to that article did use evangelical a lot and usually a lot of these articles I do see evangelical uses a negative term. But the article did focus on a lot of what Donald Trump was currently doing and how a lot of evangelical Christians are seeing what Donald Trump is doing as fulfilling Bible prophecy. And I would agree on that because I do believe God is using Donald Trump to kind of set the stage, quote unquote, for the tribulation. The Bible does talk about God taking down kings, bringing up kings. So God has the ultimate authority on the world and he allows things to happen. When we say that God is using Donald Trump to make certain things happen on the world stage, people aren't saying that Donald Trump is some amazing prophet in the second coming of Christ incarnate. That's not what anybody's saying. But that's kind of how a lot of Christians do look at it. Unfortunately, that Donald Trump is some special dude and i don't see that i just see that god put him in place in this current time period to make certain things happen before i start recording this episode i did try to look for that article again but i couldn't find it hopefully maybe if i find it then i'll attach it to the link of this episode but something that stuck out to me in this article though was that the person said what evangelicals believe in is that these things that are currently happening will basically lead to armageddon at the battle armageddon the rapture will happen leaving behind non-christians to rot So with that kind of language I can see that they're not just poking fun at the idea, but they're like angry at evangelicals for having this idea. And not only that, but they also just completely got the whole thing wrong. It's not that the battle of Armageddon will happen and then a rapture and then that'll just leave people on earth to just rot and that's kind of it. The Bible isn't saying that. So when I saw that I just discounted the whole article because I can see that they didn't even put in time to research the evangelical views or the views of what the Bible is even simply saying about prophecy. And that's the kind of theme I see with a lot of these kind of articles. They're saying that doomsday preachers are thinking that the rapture is going to happen. When you read the article, they just talk about what they believe that they're saying, but it doesn't even align with the Bible at all. A lot of these ideas that they're getting, they're just making up. It's not even biblical. And that's what cracks me up. For example, this article is saying that the battle armageddon is going to happen in the rapture, and then only the chosen Christians are the special Christians. And that's what a lot of language that people use is chosen Christians. What does that even mean? You're not Christian. Christian because you say you're Christian. You're not Christian because you go to church. You're not Christian because you've read the Bible. You're not Christian because you were born into a family that's Christian. You're Christian because you put your faith in Christ's sacrifice at the cross and you're born again. That's what makes you Christian. So this is just an example of the language they use to try to berate Christians for what they believe and they don't even understand Bible prophecy. So I just discounted the whole article because they even got the views of Armageddon and the rapture wrong. The main reason I'm bringing this article up in this kind of idea of what non-christians view time prophecy as is because I want to really demystify what the Bible is saying. I want to really communicate clearly what the Bible is saying about this because you do have a lot of non-christians who look at these articles and then they get their truth from this. They don't do their own research. No one does their own (laughs) research nowadays, unfortunately, and I've had a lot of conversations with atheists and skeptics who will present what they believe the Bible is saying and I have to tell them that what you just told me is not even scriptural, please go back and read it and we can continue this conversation. Sadly, a lot of people just see these kind of articles. They form a worldview around it and think that that's what Christians are saying. But as I touched upon earlier in this episode, the basic timeline is is that we're in this age, this current time period since Christ's crucifixion and 2,000 years following of church history called the Age of Grace. And what the Bible says is that once the rapture happens, pre-tribulation rapture, and there's going to come a time period, seven years, known as the tribulation. And this time period is focused around Israel, it's also meant to test the whole world that didn't previously place their faith on Jesus Christ. So what's going to happen this time period is going to be very horrible. A lot of people will be killed and it's going to be caused by the devil. There's going to be a lot of judgments from God and that's why a lot of Christians who do believe this are trying to warn people about it, and that's what he meets end time studies about, trying to warn people of what's to come. But A lot of people won't listen, unfortunately, and the picture the Bible paints for us about this time period is that it will be one of the worst time periods in human history that's ever been and will ever be. So it's, it sounds pretty bad, and that's why a lot of Christians that do believe this, including me, are trying to sound alarm or trying to tell people about this, and that's what the end times is about. That's what we mean when we're saying the end times, basically this ending of the age of grace into this new period of time known as the seven-year tribulation. But as bad as this period of time will be, though, the Bible does say that there will be an innumerable amount of people that will come to save knowledge of Jesus Christ. They will be killed for their faith, but during this period of time the supernatural be the new norm, the supernatural be the new natural and despite the levels of deception that will be during this time a lot of people will see the truth for what it is they will see that they were previously deceived and they'll come to save saving knowledge of jesus christ so that's what people don't tell you in these articles they don't tell you that a lot of people will be saved and in fact after the seven year tribulation jesus christ will be coming back to set up his millennial kingdom and what that is is a 1000 year reign of christ on the earth and it's going to be total unparalleled peace that has never been experienced in humanity so again people don't talk about that people don't say that after this period of time there will be a millennium where jesus rules and there will be peace And again, the reason people don't talk about this is because people don't read the Bible so they don't know what the Bible is actually saying. So after this thousand years of Jesus ruling on the earth, there will be a final resurrection of all the dead that didn't place their faith in Jesus Christ. And what will happen at this is the Great White Throne Judgment where they are judged for their works and they'll be thrown to the lake of fire for all eternity. And that's what the Bible says about that. After that judgment, then the whole earth and whole heavens will be burned and destroyed. And then a new earth, new heaven will be made. And then we'll enter the eternal state where there's no death, no crying, no mourning. So again, people don't talk about that. When they think about the tribulation period, they kind of take that as a sin into the apocalypse. That the rapture will happen, leaving people to quote-unquote rot. Just like the article said, they'll rot on the earth. And that's kind of it. And so there's no resolution to that. That viewpoint doesn't make sense to me. that viewpoint is unbiblical. But we're seeing a lot of those unbiblical viewpoints in these articles. So even with this article talking about the battle of Armageddon, it's not even really a battle. It's just a gathering of a lot of people on the earth who most likely took the mark of the beast, who are deceived especially, who have sided with Satan. And what they're doing is they're gathering to fight against Jesus who's just returning back to the earth. So they literally want to fight against God in the flesh and beat him. So what happens there is, Is that jesus comes back to earth and slays them with the sword of his mouth and that's what the bible says about that So a lot of non-christians even pick up to that and they think that what jesus is doing is that he's coming to earth to wipe out everybody on earth which is false again he goes to do battle against those who want to fight against god which is even a foolish act to even think about so all in all that's just a summary of the end times that's what a lot of christians are talking about and that's what the bible is actually saying Left out a lot of details, but I'm sure I'll be talking a lot about that stuff in detail in future episodes. But that's what we're not seeing in a lot of articles and in pop culture when the Bible and prophecy is mentioned. A lot of people don't know about these details, so they kind of just bring in their own ideas and preconceived notions into what they believe the Bible is saying, which is false. When we're talking about the end times what we're talking about is the end of this age into the next time period which is the seven-year tribulation which is the climax of human history as we know it before jesus returns in his second coming and sets up his millennial kingdom and as christians this would be something that we're talking about constantly as we see events in the world ramp up mirroring what the bible says concerning the last days and it's really important for us because we're commanded to be watchful and be picking up on the signs of his return and we can see this exemplified in Matthew 16 verse 23 for example it says he answered and said to them when is evening you say it will be fair weather for the sky is red and in the morning it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and threatening hypocrites you know how to discern the face of the sky but you cannot discern the signs of the times and what Jesus is saying there to the religious leaders of his time the Pharisees and Sadducees who came to him asking for a sign He was ridiculing them and berating them because they came to him for a sign but he was saying that you can't even discern the signs of your times. And what was going on in this context is that the Messiah has been foretold in scriptures for thousands of years now and the Jews have been waiting for their Messiah and finally the Messiah is right before them and they question him, they don't believe that he's the Messiah. So they're basically missing all these signs of their current times of the return and the first coming of their Messiah. And Jesus is talking about this. He's That's what he's dealing with, that you can see the sky, you can tell the weather, and you have all this information that's basically useless. But when the Messiah is standing right before you, you totally miss that. And he calls them hypocrites. So likewise, how much more should we be held accountable to the signs of the second coming of the Lord, especially since there is more prophecies concerning Jesus' second coming than his first coming? So this is something we really should be focusing on as Christians. But unfortunately, it's not really being talked about in the church. And even if it is talked about, it's often ridiculed even amongst Christians and it's often avoided because people are scared or people don't really understand what's being discussed here. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 4 to 6 really speaks about this well too because it's basically saying that we are not children of darkness but we are children of light and because of that, that day won't overtake us as a thief in the night. And what this passage is basically saying is that if we're having these discussions, asking these questions, reading our Bible about the last days and we're seeing the headlines seeing news and seeing the world stage being set up just as the bible foretold would happen preceding the last days if we're already seeing that then we know his return is close so the passage is just encouraging us to be watchful of these signs to be paying attention to what's going on around the world a great example of this would be the third temple and a lot of third temple talks going on in israel right now for those who are paying attention we know that in matthew 24 there is a prophecy concerning the abomination of desolation that will occur in the third temple built in Israel where the Antichrist will set up some sort of sacrifice that will be considered an abomination to the Jews at the time and from that midpoint of the tribulation he'll be persecuting the Jews heavily. So Jesus talks about that to the disciples in Matthew 24 about the abomination and desolation that will occur in a future time period. And this future time period is the tribulation also known as Daniel's 70th week which is a time for Israel. And what makes this prophecy concerning the abomination and desolation in the Jewish temple interesting is that earlier in Matthew 24, Jesus talks about the destruction of the current Jewish temple, which was the second temple. Historically speaking, that temple was destroyed in 70 AD, so what we're seeing in Matthew 24 is that Jesus makes an announcement that the current Jewish temple will be destroyed, which totally stunned his disciples and would be crazy talk in that time period to think that such a magnificent temple will be destroyed, which it later was. And then Jesus later in Matthew 24 talks about a future temple, which will have these reinstated sacrifices, and those sacrifices will be interrupted in this seven-year period of time known as the Tribulation. To add another layer to this, we know that the Jews were later scattered, and Israel ceased to be a nation until 1948, when they went back to their homeland, and Israel became a nation once again. And this is all prophesied in the Bible that because of Israel's disobedience, because of certain things, God will allow them to be scattered and he'll bring them back. Due to this, we know that a lot of end time prophecy presupposes a regathered nation of Israel. So when we understand what the Bible says about this, we can understand why people say that Israel is God's prophetic timepiece. If we look at Israel and if we understand what the Bible says about Israel, if we understand God's prophetic program for Israel, we can basically look at Israel and say this is where we are in the prophetic timeline of things. So now when we take Matthew 24 regarding Israel, regarding the abomination and desolation, we fast forward to our current time period and we see that the Jews have been back in their homeland for the past 70 years, that they are now the 8th strongest nation in the world, militarily speaking, that they're economy is doing really well that they're just really successful and if we understand about prophecy we'll know that the bible has been saying all these things so now what we're seeing is that we have a regathered nation of israel just spoken about in the fig tree prophecy for example and many other prophecies in the bible concerning the times we're living in and we know that they're regathered but now they don't have a temple though they already had their second temple we know it's been destroyed historically speaking but what we're seeing now is a yearning for a third temple another temple and the Bible already talks about that in Matthew 24, that during the seven-year tribulation, there will be a third temple where they'll have their reinstated sacrifices, and midway through, those sacrifices will be stopped in what's called the abomination and desolation. So now that we're seeing a regathered nation of Israel after 70 years talking about wanting a third temple, it begs the question for us Christians who study Bible prophecy, how much closer are we to the seven-year tribulation? Because again, if the abomination desolation happens three and a half years into the seven-year tribulation in a rebuilt third temple, then it should beg the question, how much closer are we to even just the start of it? If we're already seeing the Temple Institute, for example, prayer for building their temple and they're ready, all they need is a go ahead and they need access to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem to build that temple. So when we look at this, when we look at the Middle East as a whole and how Russia, Turkey, and Iran are in Syria and setting up basically for Ezekiel 38, Isaiah 17, Zechariah 12, those prophecies concerning future conflicts and future wars with Israel and its enemies. We also need to pay attention to technology, such as RFID chips, now that can relate to the Mark of the Beast. We're seeing an increase in immorality around the world, we're seeing an increase in violence. We also need to pay attention to the natural disasters going on around the world, now they're increasing in severity and frequency so in essence when we're talking about the end times all we're talking about is the convergence of all these things happening in our time period just as the bible has said it so all we're doing is just reading the bible noting what it's saying about the last days seeing the headlines seeing what's going on in the world taking that back to the bible and seeing that there's a parallel here that things are happening things are being set up before the tribulation period hits And that's what I focus on. That's what a lot of my studies delves into, which is current events. And and I show how what the Bible says is being mirrored in our current time period. So with that, I'll bring this episode to a close. I encourage you to stick around for future episodes because I'll definitely be talking a lot about what I touched on today in future episodes. In the meantime, you can check out my blog and other social media accounts in the podcast description. Until next time, God bless.